Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of From Numbness to Fulfillment. Thank you for joining me today in this new conversation we are starting. First, I want to say thank you for all the beautiful messages you sent me from the trailer and the first episode last week. It really touched my heart and I wasn't expecting it. I I wasn't expecting anything, to be honest. I started with this podcast because I I wanted to help people that feel disconnected from themselves, from life in some way. People that may feel broken or damaged or struggling with self-worth. Because of my own journey, having healed from loneliness, from abuse, from emotional numbness and having found a way to get to the other side and see things so differently now. So the fact that many of you send me so many messages saying how much this means to you, it really means the world to me because this was created with you in mind, was created for you, to help you plug back into life, back to yourself, to your body, to your soul, and from there be able to express yourself fully and show up to the world the way you want to and not as a reaction to whatever happened in the past at some point. So thank you truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Now, I told you last week we were going to talk about needs today because they are at the core of everything in life and we need to understand them in order to understand ours and others' behaviors as we are all, every minute of every day, trying to fulfill our needs. Sometimes we may think we are not, but that is because there is a more primal need that's behind the one we think we are trying to fulfill. So we'll start now at the tip of the iceberg, because now with everything that is going on in the world, the lockdown, the no touching, and the Black Lives Matter movement, now, rather than later, is the perfect time to talk about how needs show up in the world. And the way they do is through feelings. And feelings, together with our thoughts and beliefs, they drive and control our actions. To say it in a simple way, emotions are the symptoms of the needs. And we each, even though we all have the same needs and the same plethora of emotions to express them, The way we express our feelings is different from person to person. To explain this quite graphically, imagine we have an infection. This infection can show up in the body as fever, throat pain and drained energy. Let's just pick a few. The fever is the symptom of the infection. It's not the infection itself. So if we only treat the symptom, we are not addressing the cause of that symptom. So it will or may reappear. And that one infection can have many symptoms. In this case, the infection is the need. The symptoms, all of them, are feelings. And the way we express our feelings, symptoms, which could be shouting in pain or not being able to get up from bed, those are our behaviors. So two people can have the same infection and the same symptom, and yet they could have very different ways to expressing that symptom. For example, when my husband has fever, he usually doesn't, I give him that, he stays in bed because he feels awful. 
when I have fever, I keep doing everything because I, I just don't like things piling up. Unless it is too high and then it knocks me out. So there you see, same fever, same symptom, different reaction or behavior. And none of them are wrong. They are both valid responses to that symptom. They are just different. And just like you can have fever for an infection or for being exposed too much to cold weather, the same emotion can be a symptom to different needs. To explain this a bit further, these are some basic needs we all have. Physical needs, like the need for air, food, water, exercise, rest, shelter, touch, sexual expression, and protection from life-threatening forms like virus, bacteria, or predators. Then we have the needs for integrity, like authenticity, creativity, meaning, and self-worth. Then we have the needs for autonomy, like choosing our dreams, goals, and values, and choose the plans to fulfill those dreams, goals, and values. Then the needs for interdependence, like acceptance, appreciation, belonging, emotional safety, empathy, love, respect, reassurance, understanding, trust, support, closeness, consideration, and contribution to life. So they are the ones that have to do with relationships, like uh, relation between people. Then the needs for celebration, like celebration for life and dreams fulfilled, and also celebration for losses, like mourning loved ones or even dreams. And the needs for play, like beauty, harmony, inspiration, order and peace. And like I said, we are all trying at all times to fulfill our needs. When our needs are met, we may feel confident, energetic, proud, optimistic, fulfilled, relieved, etc. And when they are not met, we may feel anger. And that could be directed outward by blaming others, or it could be directed inward by blaming ourselves, which then can lead to guilt shame or depression. In Nonviolent Communication, a brilliant method created by Marshall Rosenberg, he calls these emotions the four friends because when you feel them, you know what's the issue. Your needs are not being met. So then you can go and check which need is and then you can go and do something about it to solve that. Some other emotions we may feel when our needs are not being met are annoyed, confused, concerned, helpless, frustrated, lonely, nervous, overwhelmed, disappointed, and many more, but you get the idea. Now, I know you might have heard many things over the past few weeks. We've read many posts, we've watched many videos, and Many more will come, and sometimes it can get overwhelming, sometimes it can get repetitive. But there is something that needs to be heard, many times. Just like a teacher has to say the same thing at least 12 times for their students to learn. Did you know that? What's happening now, and has been going on for way too long, is very ingrained in our unconscious, our collective unconscious. 
And in order to change it, we need to look at it, hear it, read it. We need to internalize it and talk about it many times over and over so we can change it. We don't change a habit overnight. We don't change something that is deeply in the unconscious overnight. We need to keep doing things and choosing our actions over and over again to keep bringing old patterns to the surface, into our awareness, until a new pattern starts taking its place. And still we have to keep on doing it to make sure that this new habit that we choose is our new normal and we won't go back to the old one. Regarding of what's going on in today's world, me as a white woman, I acknowledge how privileged I am and I realize now that there are so many things I didn't know and many things I didn't realize, like, for example, something as simple as band-aids. Skin color band-aids are my skin color, not everyone's skin color, because I had them there. I never realized. It was completely unconscious. You see, I, I never saw people differently because of their skin color, gender, religion, language. For me, actually it was hard to understand why people didn't see the world the way I did. For me, the, the variety of colors and languages and all of the other variables was and is the beauty of life. Just like in nature, you have so many different colors and shapes and bird songs and they all contribute to the beauty that we can all enjoy. We need to learn, and some things unlearn, to choose what we want in our heads, in our hearts, in our societies. There are so many things that are changing, and there are so many things that are now forced to come to the surface, so a new normal can birth from it. And it will, I know it will. I know that now feels hard, dark, heavy, but it will get better, much better. The fact that we are now globally talking about it, it shows a change in people's consciousness already. Of course, we, we won't stop there, but that's a step in the right direction. Before we didn't know about it, we didn't talk about it, we weren't fighting against it. And the same way women were not allowed to vote over a hundred years ago or study or have basic rights as they were their husband's possession. And it took those brave women to stand up and speak their truths, to force a change. We now, together, we have the immense opportunity to be the starters of a big, hugely needed change in our societies, in our consciousness, in the lives and future of our children we have the power to shape the society we want to live in. Just like Tarana Burke started the Me Too movement and we can now see how kids are taught in school things they didn't 10, 20 years ago. It needed her and many other women to speak up to tell their story so more women could speak up and tell theirs. And the best part of all this is that we could heal when I saw other women talking about what they went through, I didn't feel alone anymore. I felt understood. Sadly, it wasn't just me suffering from the abuse I had or the many times I had to look over my shoulder to feel safe. 
suddenly we were all saying, "This is not okay. We don't accept this. This needs to change," and that is so powerful. Great things happen when we speak up, determined to create change. Because you know, nothing will stop us until we reach a new normal—a normal that we all get to choose. And yes, of course, there is still more to go. This is a marathon, not a sprint. But we are not by ourselves anymore. We are changing the collective consciousness. We are all listening. The world is listening. I understand that in order to feel that we belong, we dress ourselves in a certain way, we talk in a certain way, we cut our hair in a certain way, we do things that show our identity, and this primal need of belonging. Sometimes, some people may take it to extremes. They marry this idea and they just buy into it without questioning and. Just like the science fiction novel *Divergent*, where was faction over blood, faction over anything else. When we only buy into that story and we don't question it, we don't see or consider anybody else's story. Not only the world becomes smaller and more narrow-minded, but our souls stop talking the universal language and. We stop seeing that the person in front of me has the same needs I have. Our expressions are different. The way that we show up in the world is different, but our needs are the same. The color of our skin may be different. Our language may be different. The gender we choose to love may be different, but our needs are the same. We have the same emotions. We may express them differently. And we choose. We make a choice each day to see them, to listen to them, or to ignore them and look the other way. If we see behind those expressions, we can find the need that needs fulfilling, and we can relate. We can create a bond, a bond that is so much stronger than appearances, so much stronger than politics, religion, or skin color or gender. We all, 7.8 billion people in the world, we all have the same exact needs. So why do we feel threatened, afraid, separated from other people when we all have the same needs? Why we don't realize that the belonging we are so craving is right here? We belong together. We belong in a world where we all know that we are all the same inside. It's like the dog and the wolf. They share 99.9% of their DNA, but even though their genotype is identical, their phenotype, what you see on the outside, the appearance, is different. And still, we love one, and we are afraid of the other. Same for us. While we all may look different, not only our needs and feelings are the same. The systems that make our bodies function. Are the same. Why are we so attached to appearances when we change our appearances every day? And even if we didn't do anything, we eventually get white hair, wrinkles, and a saggy bum. We are constantly changing, and the fact that we don't recognize that change and different things and different people and different expressions. 
that they are there, all around and inside of us, creates a separation. And the issue is not the separation itself, is that that separation is priving us from one of our most basic needs, which is belonging, true belonging, belonging in ourselves, in our bodies, and belonging with others together in a world that belongs to all of us. I belong with you and you belong with me. Together, we can create the most beautiful things. Just like eggs can do omelettes and flour can make bread or pasta, if we combine them, we can create amazing cakes. <laughs> That's the only thing I can come up with. Why do we think that if the egg looks different than the flower, then they don't belong together? They do. So why are we priving ourselves from creating a beautiful world, a beautiful community, beautiful connections, just because we look different? Why are we still living by those rules imposed in colonialism? They are obsolete. We need to update them. Just like we update our phones and computers, we need to update our conscious, our unconscious. Because we are all changing. I'm sure you heard this, the only permanent thing is change. So let's change this together. Let's create a world where we all belong. Where we belong together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you got something out of it. If you have any question or a comment for this or a future show, you can send it to Jordana at fromnumnestofulfillment.com or through Instagram, we can connect is at jordana.mietze or at fromnumnestofulfillment. Also, I created a Facebook group so we can start building a community, a safe space to express our struggles and a place where we can all support each other. So if you would like to join with an open mind and an open heart, go to Facebook and search From Numbness to Fulfillment Community and be a part of this beautiful conversation we started here. If you like this podcast, make sure you rate it and subscribe so you never miss out. And if you think someone you know may need this right now, please share this episode with them. Remember, we are all in this together. So be kind, be authentic, be courageous, and give the world your best wholehearted self. And if at some point gets overwhelming, think just one step at a time. See you next week for another episode to take you from numbness to fulfillment. Have a great week. Bye-bye.